Once again, good afternoon. The celebration of today is so rich in meaning and significance and value for us in our Catholic faith and in the Catholic Church. Because, yes, specifically, we offer this Mass as a Divine Mercy Mass. But the very celebration of the baptism of the Lord, as I mentioned, is very important and so rich in meaning in our Catholic faith. First, because as I mentioned at the start of the Mass, the Sunday of the baptism of the Lord is officially the, the end of Christmas season. It's the end because it's also the beginning of the ordinary time of the church. Tomorrow, in the celebration of the Mass, we have the first week of the ordinary time with the stole or chasuble in green color. And the reason for that is, as we have heard it, in the gospel that we have just proclaimed, the Lord Jesus was being baptized by John the Baptist when he was already an adult in the estimate of those experts in the sacred scriptures that he was about 30 years old at that time. And if we read the gospels, his baptism is the beginning or the inauguration of his ministry, of his public life. Because right after that, he started with his preaching, with his ministry, bringing the message of salvation of God telling the people to repent and believe in the gospel and also baptizing them and going from one place to another and again showing to everyone with his words, with his actions, the mercy of God because the Spirit of the Lord of God is upon him, bringing glad tidings, glad tidings to the poor especially. So, that is why in our liturgy too, in the Feast of the Lord's Baptism, we start also the ordinary time, because that time in the celebrations of our liturgy is the time when we proclaim the events, those incidents about the ministry, about the activities that the Lord has been doing since his baptism up to his passion and ultimately his death. Uh, but the passion and death of the Lord we would commemorate during the time of Lent, beginning with the 
day when we celebrate what we call Ash Wednesday. Okay, so that's the first point. The second point, the baptism of the Lord is actually one of those epiphany moments. You know, we proclaim now the Lord Jesus as the Savior of the world, the Messiah, that his birth was just not any other birth or any ordinary birth, and he was just not any ordinary baby. We read now in the Gospels about the circumstances, about his conception, beginning with the annunciation of the angel to Mary, then, of course, with that experience of Joseph. Then he was born, but to those who were not able to know him and were not given the privilege and the grace to have known who he really is or who he really, really was, then they did not know, they did not aware. So we have these incidents, we have these events that in the divine plan of God, with so much symbolism and meaning, that they were given the privilege or the grace to have been able to recognize that the baby that was born that time was in fact the savior of the world. And that is why after Christmas, the Sunday, I mean the Christmas day, the Sunday that followed, we celebrated the Feast of the Holy Family. And if you remember that Sunday, the gospel was about the adoration of the who? Not the Magi, but the you came to Mass. You have to remember what was the gospel. The adoration of the shepherds. Because again, through the angels, they were able to know and paid a visit and saw the child wrapped in clothes, no, riding clothes and in a manger. Then, of course, the, what's this? The feast last Sunday. What was that? Huh? The feast of the Epiphany. Again, it's about the coming of the Magi from the East. But with the guidance of the star, they were able to find, again, the child and offer their gifts. Again, it was a moment of the Epiphany, the manifestation of the Lord's divinity. And we have this gospel now. But there are still other many incidents, no? Like, for example, the miracle in the wedding of 
Kena, it's still epiphany. Now, this baptism of the Lord. Because in this event, in fact, in the Eastern churches, our brothers and sisters in the Eastern churches, they celebrate for this feast, again, not only the baptism, but the epiphany of the Lord precisely for that. Because if we read the gospel, it's in this event or incident that we can really see so concretely the presence of the three divine persons in the blessed Trinity, with the Lord Jesus himself being the second person, with the Father proclaiming, this, this is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. And also, the Holy Spirit descending upon the Lord. So all three persons of the Blessed Trinity, the same and one God whom we profess and believe. So it's a manifestation of who the Lord Jesus really is in his identity that truly and really he is the Son of God who has come into this world, the anointed. And in fact, if we listen to the first reading, then what happened in his baptism is the fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah prophesied and that again, as what Isaiah mentioned in his book in the Old Testament about the suffering servant, the Lord Jesus in his baptism, what he did is he submitted into and entered and identified with our humanity. Because the details of this incident is so important that in the case of John the Baptist, he was hesitant to baptize the Lord. He did not want, as we've listened. And why? Because the Lord did not need it. John the Baptist was preaching a baptism of repentance, and what, that's what he was doing. And the Lord Jesus, of course, was sinless. He did not need that because he is the Lord. And that is why John the Baptist, who recognized him, he said, I am the one who is supposed to be baptized by you. But the Lord told him, just do it, no? because of the act of righteousness. Because the Lord would like us to realize that he identifies with us for our need of baptism. Because what happened in that baptism is basically and precisely the baptism that we all have received. The sacrament of baptism. 
because all these elements, the presence of God, the descent of the Holy Spirit, and, of course, the declaration of the Father, all these are basically the gifts that we receive when we receive the sacrament of baptism. And that's the importance of the baptism of the Lord for us. It's not because he needed it, but because of our need for the grace of salvation that we concretely and in fact receive the, in the sacrament of baptism. Because the imagery there, no? He came out from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened for him. And the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And that's what we believe in the sacrament of baptism. Because it has a parallel no? and connection with the Old Testament that because of sin and death, the Garden of Eden, the paradise was being closed. And being the image of God was being destroyed. And that is why God is not just a God of creation, but of salvation. And through baptism, the new life and the grace of the Holy Spirit, the doors of heaven are now being opened and were in fact being opened for us. And that is why we become adopted children of God through Jesus Christ. And that we are being constituted into Christ, into his mystical body, in his church. We become members of the faithful of God. And in the words of St. Paul, that we are heirs of his kingdom. We are citizens of heaven, and we are truly and really children of God. And that is why we have the right and the blessing to call God our Father. And that's what we receive in our baptism. We share in the same identity of Christ, being redeemed and saved by him, and having received the grace of the Holy Spirit, and having able to become adopted children of God. And that's who we are and what we are. But it didn't end there because in that very same identity that the Lord Jesus had and always have comes also his mission to save the world. And in his obedience and faithfulness to that mission, he was able to do it. In his ministry, 
in his preaching, in the miracles that he performed, with the healing of the sick, with the feeding of the hungry, with the liberation of those possessed by human drink, tidings to the poor, to those in need of salvation, showing the mercy of God, but ultimately in his passion, death, and resurrection with the gift of the Holy Spirit, with the grace of the sacraments that we have now, especially the Holy Eucharist and confession. All these are concrete manifestations of the mission of the Lord Jesus. Which through the grace of baptism, it's also the same mission that we have as children of God, rooted in our baptism. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, but make them my disciples. And Christ would always be with us because as he promised, I will be with you until the end of time. So even the mercy that we are talking about, it's so clear in what happened in his baptism of who we are and not we are. If there's that mercy that we always proclaim and remind each other, it's rooted actually in what happened to baptism because through sin and death, we were being alienated from God, so to say, and the heavens were closed for us. But by the mercy of God that has been reclaimed, that has been restored, and we become adopted children of God, and we now have the grace of being able to enter heaven and experience heaven in our life by and with the presence of the Lord when we are in communion with him in grace and, of course, through the sacraments. And that's very important. And that is why even that simple gesture, every time we come to church, we enter the church, as is customary, I guess many of us are still doing it as much as possible upon entering the church, whether for prayer or for the Mass. What we do usually, look for the holy water. And with the holy water in our hands, we make the sign of the cross. We may not be aware of this, but that simple gesture is so powerful in meaning if we are just aware of what's the value and the meaning of that. Because we are being baptized again in water and Holy Spirit. So every time we touch that Holy Water and make the sign of the cross, that we are being baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that we are being baptized in water and spirit, that we 
are children of God, proclaiming our identity that He is our God and we are His people, that He is our Father, that we are here His children. And we enter into this church, His dwelling place to be with Him, to encounter His presence and be in His grace and receive His blessings and offer Him our petitions and needs because He is our Father, because He is our Lord, because... He is our divine provider. And having experienced and having been in the presence of God, having received His blessings and having Him in our heart as we go out from the church, again before we go out, the same we touch the holy water and make the sign of the cross. And the meaning of that, that again, having received the grace of the Lord, having been with Him and in His presence and having Him in our heart, His love and mercy with Him and being with Him, we bring Him that mission that we continue to be with him and bring him and share him our faith to others and the message and the grace of mercy and salvation we continue to give witness as we go out into the world wherever we are whoever we are whatever we do whatever tasks that are given to us, be it at home with our families, in the streets, or in the workplaces. Because, again, in terms of status of life and the tasks that are being entrusted to us, that's where we may be different, but with the same and one identity, as children of God, as followers and disciples of the Lord, as missionaries of God's mercy and salvation to others. And all these, again, are rooted in that baptism that is so clear in the Lord's baptism, but more specifically and concretely in the baptism that we all receive. And probably it may be good and it may be helpful that as we thank the Lord for the grace of baptism and having been constituted and having given the grace of his adopted children. That is good, no? as we thank him, no? to also ask ourselves, yes, we are so enriched, no? 
with all the blessings and the celebrations of Christmas. And now we are starting the ordinary time, the ordinary days, the day-to-day -day activities in our life. So some examination of conscience. And it may be a day also to renew our baptismal vows, our commitment to the Lord, that having received His love and mercy, that again we may become agents, channels, instruments of the Lord's divine mercy to others as He so concretely and generously did. And we continue to do in our life because basically we are still in the beginning, the first days of the year, and hopefully all throughout the year we would continue to give witness to that mission that the Lord has entrusted to us. Because again, by virtue of the grace of baptism. Amen? We pray to the Lord, knowing that the world that we are talking about is a world of trials, of difficulties, of temptations, and with our shortcomings and weaknesses, again, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, by His love and mercy, that we may be strengthened always and that we may persevere. May the Lord bless each and every one of us. Amen.